Hello there, and welcome to this episode of SU352. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record <laughs> it. Today, we'll be talking about Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 13, Infected. Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's actually infested. Fested? In- infested. Ow! Oh, I messed it up. No, we're leaving it. I, I'm. <laughs> yeah, you sound like Wrecker right there. Um, oh. I'm doing. <laughs> I'm all wreck it. Um, I'm doing fine, Gaggles. How you doing? You know, I'm. I think I'm tell. doing quite well. <laughs> you can tell this is a sin heavy episode. I liked her. And I, I, I do love, like her. I love. Oh, I think she might be my favorite character in the whole entire show. Nothing against the bad batch. I'm growing. I'm growing on Sid. I'm also worried that we're gonna lose somebody in the bad batch, so I'm trying not to be emotionally attached to them too much. Yeah, I almost thought we almost lost Sid in this episode. Right? Yeah, it was about to be a bad I time. Mean, we got three episodes left after this. How you doing? You have um, had a good week. I did, and I'm going to have a better week tomorrow. Uh, I was told yesterday that one of my friends bought me tickets to MetroCon uh, here in Tampa. Uh, And at MetroCon, there is a... Oh, come on. Mm -hmm. I had it pulled up. Oh, yeah, my computer broke. The Art of Saber Combat. Oh, boy. Led A panel led, uh, hosted by members of the Outer Rims Guild... Uh, the Outer Rim Guild and the Saber Guild, both of which are really popular. Um, the 501st calls them if they need Jedi. Uh, Jedi. So if they need more than just walking around, that's what the 501st Mm. does best. The 501st marches (laughs) because Mm. there's hundreds of them. Um, yeah. All sorts of different units. And and so these guilds have actually been called and have been used multiple times by, like, the Make-A-Wish Foundation and mm-hmm. by uh, Disney Parks in general. Mm-hmm. So, you think they'll um, be able to connect you with anyone with um, Saber fonts or, like, uh, packages? Uh, I've like, got, soundboard packages? I've got my own connections, but I, I really wouldn't mind just having a... Uh, heart to heart with them, see if I can't get their information mm. and maybe have them on find something, have them on find for our can, yeah. lightsaber episode, multiple yeah, epi- series. <laughs> well, I, um, because I was at Disney, as you know, last weekend, um, we did get Rise of the Resistance. Um, we were not counting on it, but we, we got Group Nine and we did the Falcon. Um, of course, we were engineers on the Falcon. Uh, but it was mighty hot. I, I mean, just realized that on the Falcon, the engineer yeah. would be the one that would be the best suited for you because the the lights pop up. I don't even think about don't that. They, don't they pop up with all of them? I mean, not in the... Well, I guess you're right. But Well, the engineers, you don't have to really look at the screens, really. Right. Um, I preferred the engineer, honestly, when I was engineer. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being a gunner. I haven't tried like, Gunner yet. I, mean, I like all the positions. Any other Star Wars news? Actually, yeah, a lot. Um, Lay it on me. So for, first of all, and this is this uh, we're gonna start with some toy news here. Um, Hasbro. I don't know. I don't know if you heard of 
Have you heard of um, HasLab at all? No. So HasLab is a new platform that Hasbro kind of came out with a couple years ago. And it's where they they try and get backers for toys that people have always wanted, but they've always been, you know, too large and they need to be like very, very detailed. So these toys would be way too expensive for the store to stock and too large for the stores to stock. So what they do is they put out a window of time where they get funding oh. for the project and they don't help they don't it's not like a widespread thing they're not like giving out information and i i learned about this because i was really mad when i found out they built a four foot long job of the huts sail barge whoa and it's it was it retailed for 500 bucks and it was only allowed um, it was only shipped to people that backed it i'm like why, you know, even though you can't sell this in stores, why can't you sell it online? Yeah. Why Why are you providing it to only a few people that back your product? Yeah. And by back, it's like pre-order. I don't, I don't like yeah. that. I like, no, no. I like that idea. And they just did it again with the Razor Crest this time. What? Rest well, in yeah, peace. Which doesn't, which, which doesn't <laughs> ship until fall of 2021. Um, I admit the sail barge would have been too large for me to fit in my house at the time. Actually, it still it would still probably be too large. But the principle of the matter is the fact that you're not even giving us an option. I mean, yeah, what would I pay five hundred bucks for that? Absolutely. Do I need it? Not necessarily. If you give me an hour. To just explore it with my hands and you know, just feel all the different secret stuff in it, I'm fine. You can have a toy. You can have a toy. I got a big collection. But what I can't stand for is the fact that they're doing it again with the Razor Crest. And I, I even said a couple episodes back, you know, wouldn't it be cool if they had a Razor Crest? Behind the attraction debut this week on Disney Plus, and there's an episode on the making of Star Tours. Highly recommend that. Um, there is a detailed model of the Galactic Star Cruiser. Cool. That is in, uh, you know, the Walt Disney Presents One Man's Dream? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could see it in there. Oh, cool. And we almost passed it, and I pointed it out to my brother because I remembered it was in there at the time. I stumbled across uh, another excellent video by a uh, you by a YouTuber by the name of Lando Sabers, and he mm-hmm. has an updated 2021 list of best lightsabers to buy per budget, mm. including okay. 40. The, the thing that drew me in was mm-hmm. the, the $40 beat em up lightsabers. Like, mm. they're just flat, they're flashlights, like, they're really bright, and they mm-hmm. can take, and you can run them over with a tank. And blow them up in a nuke, and they'll still they'll still be alive. But like, they're uh, but there's no sound to them, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's a that a lot of people go the route of upgrading those. Those are literally just the ones that you take in the backyard and you beat them to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is there um? Can you post that list for us on on uh, Facebook? Absolutely. Or link to that. Okay. Yeah. 
that you um, those YouTube videos are my Bible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still right. looking at the stupid six hundred and nine hundred dollar range because I'm an idiot and I don't know what money is. But it's dude. so cool. Oh man. Nah. Five hundred dollars. I know the barge is super yeah. cool. I know it was like one of like two thousand ever made, and five hundred dollars worth of a lightsaber and it gets you real far. There's so many I things know. you could do. Um, I think we have an episode to get to. Don't we? Do we? Oh, right. Yeah, the show. Oh, the show oh, we do. Oh. Right. Yes, <laughs> we got episodes to get to. <laughs> I'm um, a, a I, few too many blue milk in apparently. No, I, yeah. <laughs> did, did you spike those blue milks? Whoa. <laughs> um, he he so, doesn't yeah, like um, you. <laughs> I don't like you either. Um, so the Bad Batch season one, episode 13. Infested. Infested. Um, Max, first thoughts. I did not read the summary. I went in okay. completely blind. And I really, I actually really liked it. This is the kind of thing that was happening in the first, like, three to four episodes that I really liked. This uh-huh. espionage, here's a problem, we're going to solve it really quickly mm-hmm. because we're good at our jobs. Mm-hmm. Because we're specialized to be good at our jobs. <laughs> right, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, I actually liked this episode, too, a lot more than the last two. I wish I knew more about the Pike Syndicate. This is the one that was like, this is the first I, time I've seen one of the guilds, one of the like I, seedy underbelly guilds. Yeah, um, then the good one and the bad one um, have a run it with the uh, Pikes. Yes, and they and the Pikes were also working one of the many guilds that was working with Darth Maul to take to take okay. back Mandalore. When I read the summary very briefly. When I heard the word gangster, I kind of thought, ooh, we're going to say Java in this episode. Um, I didn't think too much on it. You know, I just kind of was like, okay. Um, I kind of like I'm that go and- Java really isn't a big deal to Clone Wars and Rebels. Specifically yeah, Clone Wars. I'm, like, he's kind of a footnote fun. in the Clone Wars at all. Like, in the literal right. Clone Wars, not just the show. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's not a big part of the narrative. No, no, no. Not at all. Um, I really did like this episode. Was I a bit disappointed that we didn't kind of get back into the main plot? Yeah. But I know that this is kind of like the last kind of pleasant one, I think. Yeah, I feel like this Um, this is a layup. This is an assist for the slam dunk that's going to be the slam dunk of sadness for the next right. number of episodes. We got War Mantle. <laughs> we have um, we have an interesting episode that comes out next week, and uh, they provided the title to us. That is the last title they have provided to us. They have not provided the last two titles, as far as I know. Um, and we will discuss that at the end because I think we might have some predictions since we know the title. Um, our last couple predictions have been kind of shoddy at best, which is fine. Which is I'm cool. a big fan of failing faster. Um, let me point out, uh, no, no introduction of rebel characters in this episode. No, nope. uh, the pikes are unnamed and they are not the main, they are not the same one that you mm-hmm. saw in, uh, 
Clone Wars. In Clone Wars. Because mm-hmm. Darth Maul was talking to the leader of the Pike Syndicate. And so we were talking to Grunts this episode. Okay. Now, the... I didn't... I didn't think that I knew Roland Durand. I don't recall him at all. Is he in the Clone Wars or Rebels? No, that's right. I thought that he was... Uh, I thought that he was a part of... Um, one of the syndicates, uh, within, uh, the Star Wars MMO, Star Wars, the old Republic, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there are like 19,000 crime syndicates that you have to go and, and kill Mm -hmm. routinely. And so I thought Mm -hmm. it was a name drop from there, but according Mm -hmm. to Wikipedia, this is the first time he's ever been talked about. Uh, same thing (laughs) with his mother, Issa Durand. Um, mm-hmm. they, uh, they talk at length about the two of them, kind of, they talk like they're big deals, but, uh, we mm-hmm. have never heard or seen it, either of them before. Well, um, like, like we said, like you said earlier, this is kind of, um, it's a straightforward episode. So we look in with the bad bats flying back to one man's hell. Yep. They are. Is this? Uh, they're walking it, into Ord Mantell uh, mm-hmm. right after landing, and is this re- is this right after the Ryloth incident, or was there something that they did in between Ryloth? It was another. It was another job. So we don't okay. know how much time has passed. I wish they would give us some time stamps for this. You I, know, a couple months later. I kind of like it. I kind of like that. Like it's, the- they're playing loosey goosey with the timeline. Mm-hmm. So that like they don't they don't end up stepping on their own shoes, you know? Right. Do you think it's still nineteen BBY? Uh, I th- I think so. If only because um, if it was longer than a year, or uh, like I think that I'm pretty sure the character model for Omega hasn't changed. I would assume mm-hmm. that like. They would give her, um, like, a tan, maybe a scar, like, something to show the passage of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know exactly when... We know episode three was in 19 BBY, but we don't know exactly where... They never really tell us, you know, where in the year... Nope. You know, these things happen. I mean, do these years have 12 months? Or no? Uh, Disney has not come out with that yet. Well, Lucas never came out with that either so yeah um, i just i'm not I'm familiar say, with legends enough to know yeah i'm gonna say it's still probably 19 bby or maybe beginning of 18 bby that that's the that's the most i'm gonna go and remind me and the audience uh bby mm-hmm. stands for well uh, before the battle of gavin ah and they get back to Ord Mantell, and there are a lot, and I mean a people, a lot of people in general in the streets. There was usually no one in the streets. Let me reiterate: yeah. there are no character models other than like them, practically. So, like in this show, other than the episode where Ayumiga was kicking everyone's butt on the planet in the space chest thing. Oh, the jar. The only character mm-hmm. models that we have seen on Ord mm-hmm. Mantell are the Bad Batch, uh, Commander Cody, Steve. the two guys no, that show up in no, Sid's Captain bar. Rex. Captain Rex. Cap- 
Yeah, not Cody. Yeah, you know, the C1 that looks exactly the same as the other C1. <laughs> CC92555. <laughs> or five for sure. So tell us tell us more about these. Um, well, you know, they walk into Sid's uh, place and They're, there's a bunch of dudes with uh, silver helmets. They are They are dark gray silver helmets. And the front of that their looks helmet looks like pretty cool. The the precursor to the Death Star, Death Star. gunner helmet. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, I think so. I would probably know more if I had like a 12 inch figure of a Death Star gunner, which I do not have. It it looks like it'll become the helmet that like <laughs> the best way I could describe this helmet to you is that it has an underbite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Um, it they have a thin line where the eyes are, and other than mm. that, it's very sheer in the front and it's sheer in the back, which is different than what the mm-hmm. Death Star gunner helmet looked like because like mm-hmm. the the gunner helmets would like it was the same in the front essentially, and then it would like mm-hmm. flare out really big in the back, just like mm-hmm. the the old. Uh, like Clone Wars gunner helmets look like on Naboo. Uh-huh. Um, right. But I'm okay. uh, sorry, I'm flexing a little hard on that one. Uh, so uh, we, I get real nervous when I see these helmets because I think they look too close to Death Star troopers. We learned that Sid has been kicked out. Yep, because there's a uh, there's a, a Devaronian uh, who looks like a devil. A green-skinned, uh, horned, like textbook. What a Catholic thinks looks like look <laughs> looks a dev like a devil looks like is exactly what he looks like. And so something out of the Conjuring, then. Hmm. Something out of the Conjuring. Nope. Like problem? more like with like he's missing the forked tail and the and the mm-hmm. uh, trident. Really, I had no idea he was a Devonian. We um, we don't have a lot of them in speaking roles so far. Well, not just that the audio description didn't say anything, and I guess I'm used to the audiobook versions of Star Wars because, um, whenever a narrator is doing an alien, he always comes up with interesting accents for the aliens. Uh, Roland Durand, uh, mm-hmm. the guy sitting in Sid's chair. Uh, stroking a weird pangolin-looking thing. Which Omega recognized for some reason. Was this in another episode? I don't I don't remember. Apparently it might have been Sid's before, uh, because when when Ayumika reference it, references, hey, what are you doing with that uh, animal? He's like, oh, I was holding it. Uh, Sid was holding it for me, and now it's mine. I can't place this voice actor. I pride myself in on knowing anyone who is anyone. Yes, you do. And he sounded like three voice actors for me. Like mm-hmm. it's a toss up. And so Well, he's no well, he's no James Earl Jones, that's for sure. No no, he's a he's a gangly white man, and so it like, could be one of like <laughs> seventeen dudes. <laughs> Roland Duran is like, you're gonna get out of my office. And you're gonna have a lovely time. We have jobs for you. Uh, I have jobs yeah, for you want if it. you want it. And uh, tall, dark and broody says, uh, "We'll think about it." And right. goes on their so, way back to the ship. They're like, 
they, the Bad Batch are like, oh crap, is he is Sid dead? And and no, she's not. She pops up in their ship. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, in their ship. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that is, uh, Sid is in their ship. <laughs> she didn't help shouting herself. out like at least the girl at least tiny's worried about me like i'm so here for that like <laughs> yeah 100 percent. what does sid do if she's in one. trouble she sits in the ship that just landed what textbook man yeah raise a glass to sid please sid pulls them pulls the bad batch onto their ship and her two regulars, the Athorian and the uh, guy I don't remember, um, who are played by our fabulous Academy Award winning uh, Sam Regal and Liam O'Brien. <laughs> the extras, the two guys in the bar, um, are also in the ship, uh, strangely. And mm-hmm. Sid is like, look, I got a plan. We can't just go in there and kill him. We got to do something different, you know? So what we're going to do... <laughs> the Lotus- Load of spice in there. We got it. We're gonna go steal his spice, but he's not gonna know we did it. All right, we're not. He's, <laughs> we're, he's not gonna know. We're just gonna go and do it. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I got a secret passageway here. We got a secret passageway. We're not gonna use any engines. We're just gonna row it like a <laughs> rowboat down the stream. <laughs> and don't wake the infestation yep the name of the title of the episode comes up episode. when they are on the what is essentially like tiny little mine carts i almost thought that we we're gonna have some spiders in this episode oh with the spider because- webs i was fully <laughs> expecting the mandalorian episode to happen again well well i mean we always knew about the spice mines of castle and in the old legends universe um there were spiders down there that created um the spice actually so that's what um so everyone had to be very very careful down there when they were harvesting the spice because those spiders they eat you glitters them i believe i guess it's like their nicotine whoever (laughs) whoever controls the spice controls the universe uh no sorry that's dune because sid says like three times you better you better be quiet you gotta be quiet somebody (laughs) is not quiet and rekka and rekka speaking of which okay i wrote down all of the nicknames that sid has for everyone so first off omega is tiny okay i knew that tech is goggles (laughs) okay doc and broody is hunter Hunter. uh muscles or big guy <laughs> is Wrecker. She hasn't talked to Echo. She's not directly oh, she... talked to Echo specific. Uh, she hasn't called Echo by her fake name, by a nickname yet. Mm-hmm. They're riding the minecarts over the spiderweb looking things, and it's terrifying, and you're hearing like, <laughs> like that kind of weird stuff going on. Yeah. It's late in the evening and I've been talking, so I can't do the kind of stuff that's no, happening. Yeah, no. um, my voice is shot. I'm sorry. They yeah, and I've been having <laughs> a couples all day. So, so hey, how you doing? <laughs> having a good day? All right. As they're getting closer to uh, Sid's office, uh, formerly Sid's office, Hunter's like, "All right, okay. How do we know that Roland is not just sitting up there waiting for us?" 
And Sid says, don't worry, I got a distraction. <laughs> the two schmucks that hang out at her bar <laughs> go into the bar and leave uh, Mantrell Mix in a, uh, in a trail to lure Roland's pet, pangolin-looking pet, out of the bar so they could put it in a cage and run away. That's the whole... They have no idea what they're going to do with the animal. They have no idea where they're going to hide once they get the animal. It was literally the dumbest decision they could have made. (laughs) (laughs) And they're messing with somebody that is messing with a a major crime syndicate. We did not mention this before. Wrecker goes... When Sid says, I want my... uh, I want my office back... Wrecker's like, so we go in, guns blazing, we could take these guys, it's not a big deal. And Sid's like, mm-hmm. no, Roland's made a deal with the Pike Syndicate. Pike Syndicate, yeah. The Pikes, and the Pikes are not small money. They they are a bigger name than the Huts. Mm-hmm. They are one of the few crime syndicates that are internationally known and feared, specifically uh, on their Wikipedia page here, they are known for their tactics of torturing, not only to get information, but also uh-huh. for bad deals. So they're worse than the huts. Yes. And they've been well, around. worse than Jabba. They're, they're worse than, than Jabba. So does Jabba deceive through them? I don't know. They're terrifying. Uh, they're yeah. terrifying in like a in like a old school mob kind of way, like the not the <laughs> movies, but like the yeah. all right, my friend Vinny, he is gonna break all your knuckles, like the Reservoir Dogs, the Quentin Tarantino of mobsters. They're like I, I like yeah, yeah. I like the torture cops kind of scare, like do not mess with these people. It's one thing to Max. be like all right, it's like uh when the money's yeah. bad, let's get going. The Pikes are like. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of kneecaps around me that are not necessary. And it's <laughs> terrifying. You're getting, a, you're getting a bit dark there, Dr. <laughs> While Roland is distracted looking for his precious little animal, uh, Sid leads the kids going to uh, get into the back of the office, steal six uh, carts of spice from the office, Seal mm-hmm. the door right in front of Roland's face. Get back in the block. Get back in the wheel yeah. carts and get out of here. But because they're trying to be sneaky, uh, they're not using engines, and so they're really slow. Meanwhile, Roland's bodyguards look a lot uh, that are in the silvered armor from that we talked about before. Um, don't <laughs> know about the infestation, and, and so they rev their Harley Davidsons and start revving <laughs> down the street. <laughs> yeah, guns blazing, and Sid starts yelling at the Bad Batch, being like, "I said no lasers, no blasters." <laughs> and Wrecker's <laughs> like, "Try telling them that," and <laughs> they're trying their best to be quiet. But honestly, they dispatch the no-name thugs. Pretty quickly, all voiced by both Leo, Mab- either Leo O'Brien or Sam Regal. It was a lot of mm-hmm. Sam Regal. Um, mm-hmm. That's weird. I love hearing the same actor doing multiple random characters, and uh, in the same episode. Because right after he was at, right after this scene, where they're like, "There he is, get him!" It cuts right back to um, the Ithorian and the what's his name being 
uh, the two schmucks from the bar being interrogated by Roland. And you get to hear Sam's other voice like, we didn't do anything. It was it wasn't ideas. They told us to do all these things. It's it's so good. It makes my heart warm. So um, <laughs> with all the crash bang boom going on, the infestation awakens. And the force awakens. And hey, they should that they should name that uh, episode seven. Man, that would have been so cool. The infestation awakens. In the last of the uh, so pikes. The infestation is an infestation of Erlings. Erlings are a large, non-sentient species of insectoid tarot creatures that lived on the planet Ord Mantell. They're, huh. they're nocturnal, prefer dark environments such as caverns and mining tunnels, and would form mm-hmm. hives made out of a web-like stu- substance within them. They were visually sensitive to light and became highly aggressive if disturbed by noise during their sleep. It looks like... So are they, this is, are they car- carnivorous? Or? They are definitely carnivorous, and they are purple... And hmm. this is the very first time they have ever been referenced in Star Wars. Interesting. Well, well that's cool. Another another new species to learn. Dude, look at all these let's like add. new ideas. Finally. Yeah. Man. Let's add let's add it to our list of alien species we have to memorize. Yeah, as <laughs> long as I don't have to remember any of the chess pieces, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Good guy. Or whether which one is the good one or the bad one. <laughs> the good one or the bad one. That that's what we're here for. <laughs> we're here to keep you, you, the audience, straight on which one is the twin that is the good one and which one is the bad one. Both of yeah. them are bad for the plot. Moving on, we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> we fight off those things, but in the mean, while they're being fought off, we lose the cart that has. All, all the uh, all the spice on it. Nice. And that's not a big deal initially. Sid's like, don't lose yeah. the spice. And Hunter's like <laughs> Hunter's like, we gotta get out of here. And <laughs> uh they do. They do get the hell out of there. And they save their skins and they think everything is hunky dory. They go back to Sid's office and uh the pikes have cleaned up shop. And by that I mean Literally. there are dead bodies everywhere. It is the opposite of clean. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, it's like a, the rebel scene in the hallway with Vader, but without the Vader, without the lightsaber. Yeah, it's just the aftermath. It's just sad. Yeah. So while the as we're like looking this over, I don't remember the look on the Bad Batch's faces. But I remember Sid being like, see, look, isn't this great? She's like waltzing through dead bodies. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about (laughs) that. I don't want to say this is great. Um, But as they're walking in, the Pike Syndicate are leading Roland out in handcuffs. And Roland's like, there they are. They're the ones that stole your spice. And uh, the Pikes have a really cool sound effect on Liam O'Brien's voice. And it's it's Mm -hmm. just... We are here to settle a deal. And it's cool. Also, they make a lot of demands. Like, all the time. Yeah, a lot. And that... mm, I don't like them. I know you're not supposed to like them, but, you know, I don't like them. I mean, I I prefer Crimson Dawn over these fellas. I prefer Death Watch. Um, 
I prefer That's the huts, true. honestly, because the huts would always hire stupid guys, and it's fun to see stupid people well, do stupid things. They would hire stupid guys, except for a couple people, like Boba Fett. No, uh, I don't know if they hired Boba Fett. They literally paid the, uh, Boba Fett sold Han Solo to him, and then Han, and then like he got invited to hang out at the party afterwards. Well. Did he? I only said that. I only said that because, um, if you recall, in the that new ep- that new scene between Jabba and Han in Episode Four, um, you can actually see Boba Fett with Jabba's goons. Oh! And in the radio drama, which we'll get to hopefully, yeah. Um, when ja- when Han is talking to, um. Now, Jabba's identity was still a secret back then before episode six came out. And instead of putting in that scene, they put in a scene where uh, Han is talking to a guy named Heater, who is a go-between Jabba yeah, and Han. Because they didn't and have, he, a, and, they didn't have a, right. the technology, so it was just a dude in a hairy vest. Right, right. So he just like, next time, I'll, I will hire uh, Boba Fett. So, I think, yeah, I, I really do think that Bubba was sent out to find Han. I don't think the Fett sold um, Han back to Jabba because Jabba was going to pay him anyway. All right, that's really cool. Yeah. So, moving on, uh, the Pikes are like, give us our spice and we're going to hold on to the kid. And uh, the bad badge is like Mm-mm. they take they take exception to that, and <laughs> really, and Sid is like, if you shoot one of these guys, we're literally going to be fighting them the rest of our lives. I would rather you not. Yeah. And then when they get back to the ship, Sid wheels around and has a really cool character development moment where she stares mm-hmm. dark and broody in the face and goes, <laughs> "I got the kid into this mess, and I'm gonna get her out of it." Love that and love it, love it, love it. She goes down into the pit with Wrecker because Wrecker's the strong spot. one, yeah. and so it'll be easier for him to Muscles. move stuff. But like Sid is like, no, I'm gonna put my feet on the ground. I'm it. It is my mess. I stepped in it. I'm gonna clean it up. Yeah, and I like that. That is not something that I was expecting of her character, and. I think that is wonderful character development. It is. It's also kind of sad, too, knowing that kind of development, and you might think, oh, what's going to happen to this character? I don't think that she has... uh, I don't think that she has a lot of death flags. I think that... I think that Wrecker had more death flags. Sorry, that's a... It's a video game term. Um, when, When you're talking to a character, and they're like... Golly gee, I hope we're like this forever. There's a part of you that's like, oh, we're, we're, mm-hmm. something's going to happen. Um, well, let's not cross that bridge until we get to it. It's a flag in the, it's literally a flag in the code um, mm-hmm. to signify, like, if you make this choice, then this happens. Or yeah. if this is like, oh, here's foreshadowing. Um, so, like, I don't see any foreshadowing of Sid being killed. I don't think mm-hmm. that she's that important. Important. Well, you never know. That's fair. 
she might be true. important enough to be killed as uh, collateral. Collateral if she stays on Ord Mantell. I don't. Yeah, or know. or if she's like protecting Omega. I'm just saying. Uh, what's his name is on their tail now. Crosshair's on their oh, tail, crosshair. and he will 100% be able to. Ooh. I foresee him being at Ord Mantell, and if he's at Ord, if he gets to Ord Mantell and Sid's there, Sid's not going to rat him out because she's a good person, and she's going to get shot. Stop! Let's let's not talk about this anymore. I'm just saying. Anyway, they go back down there naturally, naturally the, on the last. The crate. very last crate. They're riding the crate when back they're float, up. When, when they're getting pulled back up to the ship, let me add that. They're halfway back to the ship at this point. They're they're on when, a they're on a cable being pulled up so close to the ship. And I don't remember what happened. Did a blaster go off? Did something get dropped? What happened? I don't I literally can't remember. My my mind went blank. But you know, it's like it's like something out of a horror film. Yeah, you know. And Sid looks over at Wrecker and goes, "You know, I don't think we're lucky enough for them to have not heard that." And Wrecker's like, "Yeah, that's right." And naturally, they come out in swarms, and it's terrifying. They're like six armed slash legged flying dragonfly wielding with a tail looking creatures that have mouths like the phylax. From the uh, episode, Ooh. oh, it was episode four where uh, they Han landed the uh, Millennium Falcon inside an animal in an asteroid. Um, that was episode five, my dude. Episode five. It's been a long Not time, my four. guy. Come on, it's been a long time, my guy. <laughs> So two words for you, Max. Disney Plus. <laughs> You're right. I'll pencil it in. Um. So. <laughs> so like that's. They they have mouths like that. It it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> um, yeah. And then even when Wrecker shoots them, they explode in green confetti. <laughs> Oh, oh, it is and it is snot green. It's not like a fun neon sci-fi green. It is a like I threw up after eat, drinking too much lemon lime Kool-Aid kind of looking. Oh, it's gross. And you hear Wrecker screaming in the comms when it cuts back to Hunter and Tech in the ship counting the uh like trying to pull them up faster. Mm-hmm. And He's like, get us out of here! He's like, actually <laughs> screaming. It's great. Um, and Echo is it Echo or is it Tech? It's Tech. Tech is building okay, tech a plan. Um, a flashbang, but a big one. And firework. He <laughs> throws it down, and he he's like, uh, he gets in between everyone and chucks it. And as soon as it hits the bottom of the tunnel that they're in, it flashbangs, and it is so bright that it zoom that the camera zooms all the way out to Ord Mantel, the city, and you see the light above it coming out of the crack of the cave that they're in. This is mm-hmm. one hell of a flashbang. It's huge, and mm-hmm. 
uh, they all, all of the creepy Erlings are nowhere to be found. We get, we get the last two, uh, uh, cases of spice back onto mm-hmm. the crate. It cuts back over. We hand, we're handing them over to to the pikes. To the pikes, they hand Omega oh, back over to the Bad Batch, and they say, "Our deal with the child is done. Our deal with the man is not." And they, one of them pulls out a knife, and two others drag him over and put his head. On a on the box of spice, like they're going to behead him, like this is France, yeah, or Game of Thrones, or Game of like Thrones, like whoa, whoa, mm. Omega, who has had a scene of talking to them, and so naturally she's able to humanize them and be like, oh, you don't say bait. Um, he, uh, as he is about to get uh, decapitated. Uh, Omega says, don't do it. And uh, she gives a cute little speech. And if this was D&D, she would have rolled a two. Uh, a, a two out of a possible 20. And uh, failed miserably at trying to convince them uh, to not chop his head off. Sid stands up behind her and says, look, this is the son of Issa Roland. Elisa Durand. You really want that kind of heat on you right now? That seems like that would complicate more things than it would fix. And she rolled much higher. And mm-hmm. uh, they still have a whole scene where like, uh, like you get like six camera angles of them raising the knife up, bringing the knife down. You hear the kathunk. And then you see Omega's terrified face and then it cuts back and they only chopped off his right horn uh part of his can those grow back can those grow back no okay because i know some some aliens have appendages that can grow back they are to my knowledge the deveronian horns are akin to uh, neck, like head tails. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they're messed up, that's it. What purpose do they serve? Just curious. Uh, the biological dimorphism of the species carried over into their culture, wherein females tend to be more settled and serious minded, while males longed to wander the stars. Uh, they have black blood and were silver-based due to the unique blood filtration and cleansing system of the species. They, Interesting. They have two livers. They're highly resistant to poison. Um, sulfur was used as a stimulant in Daveron to enhance speed and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, their skin was also immune to fire and extremely high temperatures. They are the devil. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Which were dimorphic. Uh, the males had short horns growing from the top of their head. The females were all hornless with small vestigial bumps on their foreheads. Um, females have a head, 
head full of hair, men were bald, however, some grew sideburns as well as a beard. Um, that was a lot. <laughs> I don't see anything. I don't see anything on there. Uh, mm. On the mm, Wikipedia well. page about it, but I know that they don't grow back because they. Mm. We have had art, canon art of Deveronians that have like Hellboy chopped off horns because it's a really cool mm-hmm. aesthetic. It's not like head tails. Head tails like. Uh, like Tegrutens or Twi'leks. Um, well, Twi'lek uh, head tails don't grow back either. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't grow back and they're also t- attached to the nervous system and, like, have other things attached to them. It's it's a whole thing. Okay. These are just horns that don't grow back. So Okay. I, for, I understand. Yeah. They don't have organs right. in them. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. So he gets his horn chopped off. And then the pikes leave with their spice. Yeah, see ya. And Omega says, "Are you all right?" And um, wow, that was a, that was bad. That was Cockney, not Australian. I can't <laughs> do it. I'm I'm too tired for this. Uh, I am too tired to do voices. And uh, uh, I'm not. It's so funny. Uh, and Roland says, "It's a small price to pay." And. <laughs> Uh, Sid's all like, I hope you learn your lesson, you little punk. <laughs> Don't take over my bar again. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking my chair. Don't sit in my chair. <laughs> what are you doing? So, uh, <laughs> I think that's where the episode ends. Pretty sure that's yeah, where the episode really. ends. Yeah. So, like, predictions. Where do you think this is going from here? Well, the name of the next episode is War Mantle. Yeah. Now, is as we remember, audience Max, we had Warmantle discussed in the early episodes. Right. So I wonder, is this gonna be the final phase? Are we gonna see like a mass extermination of the clones? Does Palpatine have an order seventy five that says clones self destruct? I hope not. I mean, that would change everything about the 501st. Because the 501st is still, according to the Darth Vader comics that are canon, Mm -hmm. that it uh, only Mm -hmm. started after Disney bought it, Mm -hmm. uh, they are predominantly clones. I I could see that. I mean, the 501st and Anakin really had a bond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, who do you think... Uh, who do you think we're going to see in the, in the next episode? This is specifically going... My, I predict that Project War Mantle is going to be Crosshair training newbies, non-clones, how to so hunt we'll see, the bad So batch. we're definitely going to see... We're definitely going to see uh, Crosshair in the next episode? That's what I think. I Well... If we're going to see Crosshair, then we're definitely going to see uh, Tarkin. Ooh, I want to see Tarkin. I like Grand Moff Tarkin a lot. I do. Um, I always felt like he never had enough screen time. And despite what people say about the CGI being so bad in Rogue One, I loved his, his stuff in Rogue One. 
would he have still been cool if the actually never showed his face, if they kept him in the military stance? Yes, absolutely. Um, but no, I love Mr. Targon. Any other predictions? I don't think this is... I think this might be the last time we talk about the Pikes. Um, this is not the last time we're going to talk about the Durands. Ooh, you think they have a part to play? Maybe not in this season of this show. Which but they are, this is a new crime syndicate Yeah, that they are introducing as of this episode into the whole of Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. I think that that is more... I think Filoni is using this card to establish who these people are in mm-hmm. order to you to name drop them later and have them be a bigger role. Well, they could be in Kenobi or the Book of Boba Fett. That's what I'm thinking. I think they're going to be in the Book of Boba. Well, or something along those brings, lines. Which brings me to uh, something I heard. I don't know if this is true, but there was talk about this being only one season. It, depending on how it ends. I'd be okay with that. I would too. I don't personally, unfortunately, I don't think this show is as popular as they were gonna as it was supposed to be. I honestly feel like I, honestly, I feel like I feel the same a, way about Mandalorian. I feel like Mandalorian had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and the end was sufficient and it it left a lot of questions and a lot of cool ideas, but like mm-hmm. it did the thing it was set out to do and we got Luke at the end of it. Wait, are you saying you think Mandalorian is done? No, I know that they're. I know that they're working on episode. Uh, they're working on season two. But like, my thing is Great. that like, I would have been happy if there was only one season. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, please email us at specialunit three five two at gmail Our Instagram and Twitter are at su three five two podcast. Our Facebook page is specialunit three five two. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app because that will show us, uh, that will help us show up in the algorithms. I can't even read my own notes. We look forward to talking with you guys next week. And as Peyton always says, may the force be with you.